Hello and welcome to the weekly Yes, a podcast where two best friends talk about their joint mission to say yes to life. I am your host, Yara Skakfjord, and co-host is my bestie, the amazing Kristen Guerin. On today's episode, Kristen and I discuss how both anger and pain can be powerful catalysts for change. I push back on the old adage of you shouldn't go to bed angry, and Kristen touches on what is known as the good girl syndrome. For today's fast facts, I wanted to let you know that there will not be an episode next week as we will be taking a break for the holiday. Stay tuned for our special New Year's episode on our Yes for the Year on January 1st. We encourage you to email us as well at theweeklyyes at gmail.com and share with us what you're saying yes to in the new year. Perhaps we will feature it in an upcoming episode in 2024. And now, without further ado, I'm going to drop you straight into our conversation. Enjoy. How are you doing over there? Remember how last week I said that I was going to say yes to change? Mm-hmm. And it feels like nothing has happened, but everything has changed. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've spoken about it before that there are construction workers on my on the premises, like in the apartment complex that I live in. And they've been here for two months now, over two months, I think. And they're still going. They're still working. And I was just like, everything is already changing. I don't think it's a matter of I changed my mind on the yes that I made last week of saying yes to change. You don't have to. You don't have to do that because it's always happening. Yeah. Change is literally constantly happening. I went and saw Waitress in the movie theaters. There was a recorded performance of the Broadway musical Waitress. And I saw it twice because I love it so much. And the closing song or like the final song of the show is called Everything Changes. And it was what you said last week about the card that you pulled of everything can change on a dime. Um, And for her in the story, everything was already changing. She had already been through so many changes throughout the whole play. But it wasn't until she had literally birthed. This is a spoiler alert, by the way, everybody. Until she had literally birthed her child and she held the child in her arms. That was the moment where she was ready to meet the change, if that makes sense, or take the action that sort of solidified the major change that had already been happening. She had met this person and then she had become pregnant. So her body had already been through all these changes. So I was just thinking about that in in terms of everything is already changing. And then I was scrolling through my notes and I was looking at, old lists that you make, to-do lists or like intentions or all kinds of things. And I even went as I scrolled down. I went back as far as 2021 and I was like, everything has changed. So many things have shifted, even just in the past year. So this was more like, it wasn't like I needed to say yes to change so that some big external change would happen around me. It was more just like recognizing how much things have already changed and how things are still changing and, and still in flux. The the one thing that I would say, maybe to push back a little bit there in general, is change only happens when in the areas where you make the effort for it to happen. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm <laughs> in very similar space this week. It's so funny. We're going through, I literally was going through my old notes app on my phone because, or on my, what was on my iPad. I haven't opened this iPad in four years. There's so many notes in there. And as we were, and I was at a work function, 
And we're sitting there waiting for the iPad to load. And I was like, I'm, I'm on 2021, guys. And they were like, oh, is it like deep thoughts for person? I was like, no, it's mostly like my organization called Buddy System. It's mostly just like Buddy System to-do lists or like mm-hmm. Buddy System. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was interesting to, to go back and be like, oh, look at this thing that we were applying for our nonprofit status or we were doing this or that. And how much has changed in three and a half years running that organization. And it also, we had a retreat this week where we reflected a lot on where we've been and where we're going and all of that. But then I also think of areas of my life that I haven't touched in years starting to act again. And I'm saying to myself, I've literally, nothing has happened this year. And it's because I didn't put any energy into that area. Mm -hmm. And so it's like change can also not happen, but it's your choice where it happens um, in what areas of your life. And it's you having to accept. So the change is happening, right? Like it's happening around you. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out and grab it, but I have to actually make the action to reach out. Otherwise, if I just stand here, it's not going to just come to me. And I'm not so interested in the internal anymore. Right now, mm-hmm. these, I feel like we, you and I especially, we're yeah. so in the, the internal for so many years. And now I'm like, I don't know, I'm just in a point where I'm like, I want to see the external changes. Like very mm-hmm. little change this year in my life. Externally, internally a whole lot, right? But it's like, how do you make the external changes, but you have to take the action because we're literally in a physical world? Okay. I'm going to push back again. Oh, boy. Because you were saying that nothing has happened in your acting career. I would argue that's not true because you did go to a couple of auditions this year and you, quote unquote, reported back to me that it was completely different. So even though you hadn't put any deliberate, active effort into your acting career this year, the two or three times that you did show up for an audition or an open call, everything yeah. had actually changed for you. Like you walked out of that audition like, oh my God, like I've, I don't remember what you said. Like I've never f- felt so free or oh, I went in with a very specific intention. I was so relaxed or I don't remember. It was like something along those lines. So something was changing. Something was happening, even if you weren't putting any effort into that area specifically. Yeah. So there's something here about both of these. I Everything you said, I'm like, absolutely, like 100%. We're in a 3D world. And if I want to, I don't have telekinesis powers. <laughs> you know. So if I want to pick up my phone right now from the table, I'm going to have to reach out, put my hand around the phone and bring it up to my ear. You know what I mean? That's how that needs to happen, right? But then there's also something, there's also a reaction that happens if I don't do that. If the phone is ringing and I just leave it and I don't yes. pick it up. Exactly. So something does happen on the other end. Either someone gets frustrated because I'm not picking up or, or, or this might, may have been an opportunity and they need someone now. So they're going to go on. And that actually happened to me once. Like I, I just missed a call and then I called them back within the hour and they were like, so sorry, we had to move on to another actor that, that picked up their phone. Yeah. I think that's actually what I'm talking about, though, is that exact yeah. phenomenon. If you're actually taking the action, then you can't see the change. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I don't pick up the phone, if I don't put myself out of my comfort zone. If I don't show up, because the only reason, pushing back one more time about matching career, <laughs> never take about the acting career. The only reason that I was able to actually see any sort of change, I've been to about six auditions this year, and it's only been in the last few, oh my gosh, quarter, like the last quarter of the year, I finally was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to start auditioning again. It wasn't until I did the, showed up and did the action that I was able to actually make the change. So mm-hmm. I don't does it does the change happen on a di- this is this is the same conversation we had last week. The action, the change doesn't the change happens on a dime, like it manifests on a dime in this reality. It changes immediately, like in that one moment, in that one day. But you have to put so much internal effort perceiving that or external effort in mm-hmm. order for that to happen. So my friend didn't just 
randomly book this one thing that changed his life. I was talking about last week. Um, yes, he did. That's true. He did randomly book this one thing that changed his life. But also he had hundreds of auditions preceding that for months prior. This is a very Thursday conversation. I just want to say that. So we're recording this on a Thursday rather than yeah. a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it's and very different. We're also doing it at a different time of day. Just want to note that as well. We've had a whole day before we showed up here. Whereas normally we're doing this in the morning and it's like the first thing that I do. Yeah. You're getting very different hosts today. How was your week, though? That's so funny. The first word that came to me is horrible. But yeah, that's great. Let's go with that. Yeah, I mean, it was actually like amazing. So much happened. It was it was honestly like another life changing week. But it also was really painful. Super, super painful week. A lot of anger, a lot of. And I think for me, it was a lot of anger about interestingly what I just said of being like, I am unhappy where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Something has to change. My biggest thing was, am I saying yes to my work to avoid saying yes to my life? And where am I? Oh, yeah. That's a big question. Oh, it it hit me hard this week. And I was like, oh, am I? Is this still something I want to be doing? It's a reframing of how can I increase my own bandwidth so that I can work on creating the lights, a life that I want, rather than focusing all my time and energy and saying yes to building an organization that is not my life, right? And I think also workaholism, red flags, this is also me processing a different part of workaholism, which part of it is your life is not your work. And I think for me, it's a lot of what do I owe other people, being responsible for other people as opposed to being responsible for myself. So there was a lot of pain, a lot of effort and a lot of pain that had to happen for me to come to this realization this week. Yeah, like that moment of something has to change is a very painful moment. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm sure a lot of people out there remember a moment like that. I had this coaching, this one-on-one coaching. And I was so like, and I haven't done that in a while. And I haven't done that in this specific setting. It was like, it was not like regular acting class. It was like a one-on-one coaching session with someone that I don't know really well. And I didn't realize when I stepped into it that it was actually a very vulnerable thing to do until I was already in it. And I was so uncomfortable and insecure. And it was so intimidating because this person that was coaching me is so good at her job. So every time she would show me like what she meant, immediately, I was like, I'm never going to be able to do it like that. I'm never going to sound like that. I was so insecure and I could just feel myself closed down just like completely. I showed up all, okay, ready to go. And then just like slowly throughout the, the hour, I just like, closed down. I was insecure about my accent. I was insecure about, I felt like I understood in my head what it was that she was asking of me, but it couldn't, it wouldn't translate through my mouth. And I, and then I heard myself back and I heard that it wasn't what she was asking. And I was like, oh, and it frustrated me so much that I could not give this person what they were asking for, even though they are there to give me things to to work with. It's not the other way around, but that's what was triggered in me in that moment. And afterwards, like I felt so defeated and deflated and like almost betrayed a little bit. And I felt stupid. Like I felt, who did I think I was? Like, why did I think that this would be a good idea? Why did I think that I could even do this? And I noticed I was in a mood and I noticed that it just, I just kept falling deeper and deeper into the hole. And I tried so hard to get myself out of it. And my body just wouldn't let me, like it just would not let me get out of this sort of like depressive state. And that then bothered me 
so much. That started bothering me that I wasn't able to change what was happening to me because I was like, I, oh, man, I have so many tools. I've, I've learned so much. Like why? Like I understand logically why the trigger happened and how I'm feeling. I can identify all of these things. And at the same time, I'm just like physically experiencing like a complete shutdown. And I had to just stop trying to change it. And yeah. I just had to be like, OK, so this is just where we're at. And I'm not happy about it, but there's literally nothing I can do about it. I've tried all of the things. The only thing that I haven't tried is to just let it be. And then I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and everything was fine. Like I did, it didn't carry into the next day. Uh, but it was such like an interesting thing of what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to force something. Speaking of like effort, I'm, I'm putting effort into pushing myself out of this hole, resisting feeling what my body was feeling or like resisting the trigger. Instead of just, we don't have to put any meaning on it. Like it can just be a phenomena. It can just be a state of being for an X amount of time. And then something will happen that will eventually change it. In this case, it was sleep. <laughs> like I went to sleep and a new day came and it was gone. It's funny. I've had a lot of those moments over the last couple months or so. Really sacred November when I decided to do a sacred November. Yeah. I don't know why, but by 7 p.m., I would start getting so angry or something would be wrong. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like emotionally or emotional turmoil. Mm -hmm. I would say three to four evenings a week. I would have emotional turmoil an hour or two before I went to bed. And my answer was just go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like this is just your system is just shutting down and it just needs <laughs> You've decided that this is the month where you're going to rest. Sacred November was just wonderful rest. I was in loungewear, hardly left my apartment. It was magical. But then my other thought was, before you react, as you're noticing yourself reacting to stimuli, pause, don't react, and appreciate the opportunity to hold space for this, to be in this moment, to experience this pain to whatever it might be, but leaning into it as opposed to resisting it. And that's where the transformation happened. I don't know that's necessarily what this needed to be. Do you know what I mean? Does it sound like it was? I think that's what it was for me this week. Yeah. Because I was angry. And then, of course, I did go to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I was fine. Yeah. But it was a lot of just being like, just sit in it. Don't try to don't try to fix it. Don't just literally just be angry. And I think anger teaches you something, too. Absolutely. I was so much clearer on what this thing meant to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like one of two things usually happens with this. Either you go through the emotions or you go through the trigger. And then on the other side of it, you either go, okay, let's do it. And then you go and do the thing. Or you're like, okay, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Maybe my expectations were not in, not in alignment with what this actually is or what this actually means to me. Maybe I thought it would mean this, but it actually means that. So I actually realized, and, and the only reason why I was able to recognize that's what was happening is because I have contrast. So this is the example that I'm going to give. So a few years ago, I thought to myself, what is the scariest thing that I could possibly imagine doing in this world? Uh, and the thing that came up was and something that's not going to risk your life, right? <laughs> uh, but something that you want to do, but it's the scariest thing that you could possibly imagine. I was like, improv. Oh, my God. It is the scariest thing that I can possibly imagine. I go to improv. I do level one in New York City. And 
I hated every minute of it. Like I went to class and I was so uncomfortable and I was like, I was squirming. And then we were always doing like these two person scenes and it was so hard and I sucked so bad and I was, it was so horrible and I hated it. Being up there, watching people do it, everything about it, I hated. I would go home and Yadin, my husband, would be like, hey, so how was it? And I would be like, oh, it was the worst. I freaking hated it. I freaking suck. I don't even know. It's like, ugh, like completely like and utterly complaining about it and hating it. And he was like, oh, okay, really? I'm like, yeah. Can't wait to go back, though. I was like, I freaking hate it. I can't wait to go back next week. And I'd be like, wait, what? I can't wait to go back and suck so hard. So there was something else. There was something about it. I don't know if it was the excitement or there was something also there that sort of was how it was like 49% hating it and 51% enjoying it or whatever. I don't know what it was. So this wasn't that. Like I came through the other side and I was like, okay, maybe I was just putting too much pressure on me learning a brand new thing at this point in time in my life. I've had like a gazillion side hustles. Maybe I don't need another side hustle. Maybe I just wanted this to be something that was fun and not like another job. So it actually brought a lot of clarity on the other side of it, of what I then actually want to do, how I want to move forward. And then one more thing that I'm going to say just about anger, because it was something that popped in my head when you were speaking about it, is that I have now been in a, a relationship for over a decade. And there's so much, you hear it so many times that people say, what is one advice that you would give to, to young people that are going into relationships or whatever? And people say, don't go to bed angry. And I resent that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have, and Yadine and I had in the past, we had so many fights and angry conversations that's, that, that were just not going anywhere. And they were just on a loop. And we were just staying up until the middle of the night because people say that you shouldn't go to bed angry and we have to resolve this before we go to bed. It is the worst advice ever. And I'm not even kidding. You wake up the next morning, you have more clarity, you're less angry, you realize where you are being unreasonable, they realize where they were being unreasonable, and you can actually be, meet on a more, what's the word, like neutral ground or like whatever. I don't even know what the, what the word is, but it's just, it, it's made everything so much easier that we're now actually able to be like, pause. We're actually not getting anywhere. I'm going to go sleep. We can talk about this later. We don't even have to talk about it immediately the next day. Maybe we can talk about it after the weekend or whatever. So if anyone out there is continually fighting or trying to solve all of your problems in the middle of the night, please don't do that. Just go to sleep. Just go to bed and let your subconscious work through all of the shit for you. You will wake up the next day and it'll be so much better. I promise. Of course, know thyself. But in my experience, staying up until all hours of the morning because you're just refusing to, quote unquote, go to bed angry. That has not worked in my relationship, at least. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox now. Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts on this like love-hate relationship we've had with improv. I don't remember the beginning of your improv career being having so much turmoil and like love and hate. And I just, it, I can feel it as you're talking about it. I can feel it somatically like that. Oh, like, because um, I'm experiencing it now as I'm learning Hebrew. And I've been in Hebrew class for five because I literally audio you after every single class. Be like, this is so hard. I hate this so much. Can't wait till the next class. Yes, that's exactly it. That, and that's when you know you should keep going. 100%. So what are you going to say yes to in the upcoming week? So much is moving. And I think it's also, I didn't even talk about the fact that it was a week of miracles. I was honoring Hanukkah as a Kabbalistic energy, tapping into the energy of miracles this week, more so than a religious holiday. 
And it was life-changing. And Mm -hmm. I'm on the other side of this, just a different person ready to walk into a different life, making choices that look so different from anything I've made in a long time, saying yes to very big things is what this next week is going to look like. It's really scary. I already was thinking about this, what my life has looked like this past year. Externally, it has looked pretty bland. Mm -hmm. Internally, like we've, we've transformed. Externally, like, Things have more or less stayed the same for this entire 2023. And I realized that if things go in the direction that that I'm committing to them going, and within the next 24 hours, I'm making a bunch of commitments for January. And if that goes as I'm assuming it will go, then January will be more transformation externally than I've had in two and a half years. Just that one month. Mm-hmm. It's not nuts. Yeah. So I think for me, it's, I'm just, I think I said this to you in an audience the other day of being like, I think I said it angrily too, of being like, I'm done. I, I didn't feel a lot of anger as a good girl. I remember yeah. I, I, did, I just, I didn't feel anger until very recently. And I feel it a lot these days. And I think it's a really transformative tool, a really transformative emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, that external, again, that like physical human change. Yeah. Oh, that's what my intention is for the week, to start building the house. You know what I mean? Enough of talking about the blueprints. We can always make changes. I've watched HGTV. Like, can we take out this wall? And they're like, it's going to cost you about 7,000 extra dollars. You have that that beam up there, right? That weight-bearing beam. There's always a beam. Why is there always a beam? People always want to remove walls and there's always a beam. But it's doable. Yeah. It might be a little bit more expensive, but you can do it. So that's my intention is to... Start putting up some walls and make manifest in the physical world the changes that I'm experiencing in the in the internal and spiritual world. So I, much like you, have a lot of pent up anger and frustration, and I'm still scared to express myself in that way. It's almost because I haven't had enough experience in anger. I don't fully trust myself with that feeling, if that makes sense. So it's so funny because like, when I'm not when I'm putting the lid on anger, something else then comes in its place. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like either shame or fear or like something. So it's not, and neither of those things are better. So you're not actually just putting anger aside. You're like almost making room for other more like slithery, creepy. Ah, what's the word? sneakier, sneakier things to to come in. And then that festers. And then that creates a host of, of all kinds of different problems. Whereas anger, let it out. Let it just explode. Let the geyser erupt. And then you're going to be fine on the other side. And then the shame and the guilt and the fear, like the, the other things are not going to creep in. But they would rather we feel the shame and the guilt and the fear all day, every day. Yes, 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 yes. What you just said is so powerful, though, I think, because I was also thinking of how anger is an external expression. Mm-hmm. And fear and shame are internal expressions. So instead of blowing up at the people around you or making some sort of revolutionary shift, whether it's in your local space or your global space or whatever, you're just spiraling internally instead. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's exactly what they would like us to do, right? And then the, uh, my other thought was like, oh, I, I get why you're maybe afraid of your anger as, a, as an Aries moon. Yes. Wait, that's a fiery... So it's actually very interesting because I can actually, I can feel myself sometimes like I am like Mm. ablaze, but then like it goes back just as quickly. 
Interesting. So I'm like, I'm, I, I sometimes can be quick up or like quick to feeling something. And then I can be very quick to changing my mind on it. Anyway, so I think for the week that's coming up, let's see. I was also connecting to the energy of miracles last week. And I was really, I, I remember I started the episode last week of saying, I think I'm starting to believe in miracles again. And then I got like really excited. And I was really optimistic and positive about the week. And then I was like, started getting like a little sour because I'm like, I'm not seeing any miracles happening to me this week. And then I was like, wait, hold on, pause. <laughs> and I, there was, this was literally a thought that I had as I was walking up the stairs to my apartment. It's a third floor apartment, no elevator. And I was like, it is actually a miracle that I have my health. <laughs> I'm walking up the stairs. I'm like, I have my health. I am knock on wood. I'm completely healthy and well. That is a miracle. Yadin and I have been together for over a decade. That is a miracle. You know, my dog and our luck with the dog that we adopted is an absolute miracle. So I was like, there are already miracles abound. Like the miracles are already here and they're already happening and unfolding. So it's not a matter of I want a very specific miracle to show up in my life and it should look like this and it has to happen this week or else I'm not going to believe in miracles anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was like a very, that was a good just reminder of the fact that you're tapping into the energy of miracles now. Does It could mean that something will happen now, but it also could just mean that, oh, we're planting seeds for miracles to come through later on. And that was actually something that I did yesterday in a visualization was planting the seeds. So I think that's going to be my yes this week because we're also going into January and people set their intentions or like word for the year or like New Year's resolution or whatever, you know, whatever works for you. I also want to say yes to big things. <laughs> you were saying that earlier that you wanted to say yes to, to bigger things and big things. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do that too. I want my intentions and my resolutions and my wishes, if you will, for the next year, I don't want it to be small. I'm not going to I'm not going to make it small so that it is so that it's doable or whatever or so that I won't be disappointed. I, th I think I want to start to gain some clarity this week on what it is that I, again, want to manifest in the physical world, what actions I want to take and what seeds did I plant this year that maybe I get to harvest next year and how can I support that? So <laughs> I think let's put it this way. I'm going to say yes to tending the garden of the mm -hmm. seeds that I have planted or will plant. Lovely. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks, everyone. We will we will not see you next week because it's Christmas and we're not going to be doing an episode for, for Christmas, but we will see you for maybe a New Year's special episode. Who knows? Goodbye. That concludes this week's episode of The Weekly Yes. You will find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at The Weekly Yes. We encourage you to email us at theweeklyyes at gmail.com and share with us what you're saying yes to in the new year. Perhaps we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. We wish you a happy, healthy holiday season. Keep saying yes, and we'll see you in the new year.